21 days he's already finished at day number 9 how is how is fasting doing are you fasting are you having challenges like some of us we are now being invited for lunch for dinners uh, for uh, you know coffees and teas that uh, we are not paying for but uh, we can't go for them are you experiencing the same as I'm experiencing not easy day nine we have another 12 more days but i believe one thing that as we continue on uh the lord is going to show himself to us he's going to show himself to us you know this year we have de- we have declared that we are fixing our eyes on jesus we want to see him because we've realized that as we look and as we see him then our faith increases from little to great as we behold him Last week, we talked about seeing Jesus. And there's a, an interesting thing that just crops into my mind. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 14. It says this, that without holiness, no man will see Jesus. No man will see God without holiness. So we've been talking over here, talking about seeing Jesus. But yet, the word comes again and reminds us that we cannot see him until and unless we are holy. Holiness, without holiness, no man will see him. Holiness is actually a lifestyle. It is being separated unto God. Everything that we are, everything that we do, literally belongs to God. And we need to come to that point at which we separate our lives unto God. We separate not only our lives, but we separate our families unto God. We separate our money unto God. We separate our careers. We separate our time. We separate all these, our passions unto God. The moment that we do these things and to the extent that you are able to separate yourself unto God is the extent that you will see Jesus in this year 2020. To the extent that you're able to separate yourself unto God, you're able to to give, say, talk about your money, you're able to separate your money unto him, you are going to see Jesus in your finances as you separate your money unto him. As you separate your family unto him, you will see God in your family. As you separate your career unto him, you give it unto him, you will see him in your career. In every area, it is required that without holiness, no one will see God. I want to charge you that we need to be a people who are holy, who separate themselves unto God. You see, we are inundated each and every morning, each and every day by numerous voices. Many, many, many voices around us. And these voices are competing, each one against the other, to come to take our, our, our attention. We need to focus actually on that one voice that is important. That one voice that is greater and that one voice that makes a difference in our lives. That one voice is the voice of Jesus. Every day in our lives there is a voice of tradition that comes. That voice of culture is very strong in our ears. Especially for us as Kenyans. We are very, very geared towards uh, culture, towards uh, 
this that is called uh, traditions, how it is that you do your things. There's a, there's a certain way that we Kenyans do our things. There's a certain way that we, wherever we come from, do our things. If you happen to come from one part of the country, you do your things in a certain manner. You happen to come from a certain tribe, you do your things in a certain manner. And those voices are very, very loud. They're very loud in our, in, 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 in our, in our hearing. You cannot get married to so-and-so because they come from so-and-so place. And our traditions are not like theirs. They are this and the other. Those things, those voices are there. Right now we are coming into the season of politics and politics is ramping up uh, its volume. And we are hearing now uh, about plans for 2022 and uh, the fallout, the, 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 the coming together, the handshake, the whichever it may be. There is so many things that are happening right now. The voice of politics seems to come around and about. It is everywhere. Every time you put on the news, it is politics. It is this politician has said, oh, these others are planning on doing this or the other. The voice of politics is right around us. When you hear the voice of religion, and there is a voice of religion that uh, we have done it this way from the past. And you know, religion is not, you know, Christianity is a relationship more than a religion. But there are people who treat it like a, a, a religion. Some years ago, we, I used to have, I used to watch somebody. He would come in, and whenever he came in through the main door, he would curtsy like this. He would bow, and then he would walk and go somewhere and sit. As he's leaving again, he would. And I used to wonder. I said, "Now this one, what is he bowing to? Does he not know that this God that is here is everywhere?" The Bible says where two or three are gathered, there God is. It doesn't mean that God is here, that you have to bow down to an altar. And it seems like there's a lot of tradition. We have a lot of tradition when we come to church, how you operate in church. Somebody once said, hey, you cannot wear a, 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 a long trouser if you're a lady to church. Hello? You shouldn't do that because you're dishonoring God. You should not even operate with, uh, with, with, without covering your hair. One time we were in a prayer meeting with a, with, with a certain group of believers and a very dynamic brother. He was uh, uh, young to the fellowship. But we were in that prayer meeting and everyone was praying. All of us were crying before the Lord. There was nobody really talking. And as, 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 as you know, you're, you're all kneeling down on, and we were like about 40 people. Everyone seeking God by himself. And then all of a sudden we hear, Thus says the Lord. This young man has stood up and he's, he's speaking a word. Thus says the Lord, how can you women come here with hair uncovered? I shall strike you. And do you know that ladies, ladies ran out of the room. They ran out, literally running out. They ran out. Everyone ran out. Some of us who are, who are there, we looked and we said, hey, what kind of word is that? Which one is that one? Where has he got it from? And so we had to be brought back from error. We had to be told, no, 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 no. That is error. Where does he get it from? It is not, it is, the, the, the scripture does not say that. I know some of us are traditional. We are so traditional that you can't. Somebody walks in and chewing gum and you are so offended, you can't even have service because this guy is chewing gum in church. It's wrong. Tradition. The voice of tradition is right there. Listen, it's not actually tradition, but the voice of religion is right there with us. 
right there with us. There are so many voices that are competing. But I think the one that is one of the biggest ones is the voice of money. Have you ever had money in your pocket? It speaks to you, doesn't it? You can just hear it, especially in this, in this season when we are fasting, my friend. It is telling you, just turn there. KFC is right there. Just stop. I mean, you don't know. Stop suffering. Stop suffering. You can hear that money just telling you, stop suffering. Eat, eat. After all, you need strength for the day. And it is very logical. It sounds very logical. Money speaks. When you pass somewhere and you, you see something good, it, it is the money that is speaking. I mean, that thing is calling you, but money is telling you, I, I am here. You can buy it. Buy it. Now, money speaks. Every voice. What we need to do is focus on the one voice that really makes the difference. Because all of these other voices, they bring fear. They bring worry. When you talk about politics, fear. Fear mongering. When you talk about uh, culture, traditions, fear, worry. All of these other voices are fear and worry. But we have one voice that we need to hear. And our sermon today is titled this, Fix Your Focus. Hear God Only. Hear God Only. And we're going to go very quickly to Matthew chapter number 17 from verse 1 to 9. This is where... uh, We will start our sermon from Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 to 9. Are are we there? It says, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Have you ever imagined what the voice of God sounds like? Is it a baritone? A deep voice. Some of these movies, they normally have those things. Eh? But the, the Bible actually tells us that the voice of God is like many waters. Many waters. So the many waters said this, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell down to the ground and were terrified. And Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up, do not be afraid. And lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. You see, God does many things and intentionally does so. This is one of those stories about God intervening and coming through it is one of those that would be called a kairos moment that god comes through time through the through a chronological time he interrupts time and comes in and shows something of himself he shows himself in the true colors of who he is meaning that we need to look at this because it's one of the few times that we hear the voice of the father and whenever you hear the voice of the Father, it is, it, 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 it's, it's, it's vitally important. 
vitally important. God has orchestrated an event. And from that time on, up until today when we are hearing and seeing it, it is bringing about some important message that you and I ought to hear, that you and I ought to know. That God comes, God the Father is present, and God the Son transfigures. He becomes bright, and the brightness is so bright for these people, they can't even see and behold him. However, in that choreographed thing that has happened, two people appear. There is Elijah and there is Moses. Two people, Elijah and Moses. If there's any of the greatest people in scripture, these are possibly the two. Elijah and Moses. In fact, both of them are types of Jesus. Moses is the lawgiver. He's the one who brings the law. He comes and gives us the law. And therefore, he is the lawgiver. On the other side, Elijah is one of the prophets. And he is the, the you know, the prophets were the restorers of the law. When people had gone and began to do their own things, the prophets came and said, remember, thus says the Lord, return to me. They were always restoring the law. So the law, there was the restorer of the law on one side and there was the giver of the law on the other. And for many of us, uh, the law is very big and heavy for us. That is the one that we are running and gunning for because it's all that we have known. But yet the father says this, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He says, listen to him, singular. He doesn't say, listen to them. Listen to Elijah. Listen to Moses. Listen to Jesus. No, he says, listen to Jesus, singular. Why is it that Jesus is, sing is, 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 is uh, put aside as the one and only that ought to be listened to? It is because the law led to Jesus. If you look at uh, your, your scripture in, in, in Romans chapter 10 and verse number 4, he is the fulfillment of the law. This one that was given by Moses, this one that has been preached as, by, by various other prophets restoring it, he is the fulfillment. Actually, it says in the NLT, for Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. All who believe in this Jesus are made right with God. All who believe what he says are made right with Jesus. God the Father is saying this. He has come through time and he is now standing and saying, listen, the most important thing that you can do is listen to Jesus. If you listen to him, if you hear him, then you are set in your life. This is God saying, God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. He says, listen to Jesus. Hearing Jesus will build your faith. Romans chapter 10 and verse 14 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith begins to increase as we listen in on what God is saying. We need to hear and hear and hear and hear again. This is important. We need to hear and hear again. We need to continuously hear, hear and hear and hear again. It is not enough to hear once what Jesus is saying. 
You need to hear and hear and hear again. Let me show you where I am drawing this premise from. It comes from James chapter 1. And we're going we're gonna to read it together from 20, verse 22 to 25. Basically, it is talking about how we need to hear. Verse 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do not merely do what? Listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And I think a lot of emphasis has been here and, 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 and spoken about that a lot we, we talk about doing more than hearing. Whenever we, we, we read this, we say, okay, listen, but do, but do. I want to tell you that it is important to hear. Anyone, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Verse 23 says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, it's like somebody who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. That is somebody who doesn't do. He just is listening. But here verse 25 is, is an important one. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, continues to do, to look, to hear. If you look intently at the perfect law that gives freedom and you continue to hear, continue to hear, continue to hear, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. They will be blessed in what they do. Let me tell you that hearing should precede doing. Which one comes first? It is the hearing. You need to hear before you do. A lot of times we have been running about uh, trying to do things without hearing. But yet the scripture is saying here that whoever looks as you continue hearing, you need to hear and hear and hear again. Continue hearing. And as you continue hearing, something happens. My, my, I, I believe this, that out of repeated continual hearing comes the doing. Out of repeated continual hearing comes the doing. As you continue hearing and hearing and hearing again, the doing shall come. Because you need to hear. You cannot run into doing. You need to hear and hear and hear again. It's an important thing, and I wish that all of us are hearing me now. Because this is a premise that will change your life. You need to hear and hear and hear again. It's not enough to hear once. Hear it and hear it and hear it again. This is why we have tapes uh, and, uh, and, and we have CDs and we have, uh, uh, we, have, we have messages. We record the messages. Why? So that people can hear and hear and hear again. That you may build your faith as you continue to hear. As you continue to hear, you hear, hear, hear. One of these days, you'll be so full of hearing that you will want to do. I tell you this, that uh, everything in our lives we have been hearing. And you have heard it, you have heard it, you have heard it. In so much as you may not be so interested in it. You have heard it, you have heard it, you have heard it. Now you find yourself doing. I use a Kenyan example. We have heard that such and such a tribe is a bad tribe. 
We have heard from, oh, do not touch those ones. Those ones don't get married to that side because, and you have heard it repeatedly, 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 until it has become part and parcel of you. You don't even know when you started thinking in the same way. Now you are telling your children the same thing. Hello? It is because you have been hearing. You heard it. You heard it from your parents. You heard it from uh, your aunties and uncles. You heard it from the neighborhoods. Anytime you had family meetings, you are hearing it. You are hearing it. It kept, you kept on hearing and hearing and hearing until now you are, somebody said, doing it. Do, hearing precedes doing. This is a principle that the, the word of the Lord is showing us here. That we need to hear and we need to continuously hear it. If you only heard it once, it will not change you. But if you continue hearing and hearing and hearing it again, it will change you. Which is why parents have so much control and so much uh, uh, responsibility. Because if you keep telling your child you are foolish, you are foolish, ah, foolish, foolish, every day foolish, they will hear it and they will become so. Because they have heard it. If you keep praising your child, blessing him and blessing him, and they, it, it will so happen, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. Hearing precedes doing. But if you want to do things without hearing, then you become like the foolish Galatians. The foolish Galatians. Listen to what the foolish Galatians did. Galatians chapter number 3, uh, verse 1 to 5. There is, a, there is a need, and I'm trying to build up a case, that we need to hear, and to hear God. Before you do anything, hear him. Hear the Lord. As you hear him, then you can begin to do things. Listen to what it says in, in verse, from verse number one. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed or crucified? The next verse. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit? And here's a, he's posing a question. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law, doing the law, or by believing what you heard? Did you observe the law? Did you, did, 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 did you receive the Spirit by doing the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Hearing with faith. If you can turn to the uh, NS, NASB. You who are here, did you receive the Spirit by the law, the things that you do? Or did you receive the Spirit by hearing by faith? Is it by hearing with faith? Is it by hearing with faith? If it is, then it is important that you need to hear and hear again. We go on in verse number 3. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit? Are you now being perfected in the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. So then, does he who provides you with the spirit and works miracles among you, do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Hey, he who does miracles among us, does he do it by the works of the law or hearing with faith? It is the question, the answer is hearing with faith. It is important to hear because hearing precedes doing. You need to hear before you do. 
And as you continue hearing and hearing and hearing again, you will then be so full of what you hear that you will be able to do. And you will be able to do that which the Lord is speaking to you. It is imperative that we as a people become a people who hear and hear again. How many times are you hearing the word? You know the early church? The difference with them when you look at the early church in Acts chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, you look at what happened to them is they were meeting daily. They were breaking bread daily. They were sharing in people's homes daily. They were daily hearing, daily hearing, daily hearing. And the Bible says that the church grew. It grew. It exploded. Why? Because there were people who were continually hearing, hearing, hearing. Some of us hear only on a Sunday. You only hear the word for 45 minutes on a Sunday. And then you continue through the week. On the, the next Sunday you are here in time, on time, listening and hearing. But it's, that's not enough. It's not enough to hear once. You have to hear continually. Somebody say continually hearing. I want to encourage you who, who are here, when you're sitting in your cars, stop listening to the news and the, and, and, and the political things and the things. Listen to the word. Listen, put in, buy, go and buy tapes, whatever it may be. Put in things, put in scripture. Hear, 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 hear. And as you hear, something is going to happen. As you hear, something is going to happen. This is, this is it. I was, last week we, we, we said, as you look, something happens within your eyes. Something happens as you look at Christ, as you look at the word, something happens in the same manner. Something happens when you hear. When you keep hearing and you keep hearing and you keep hearing, it begins to build up something inside of you. Or that we may hear and continually hear. Hear and hear and hear again. That is going to lead us to doing. I want to talk to you about three blessings of hearing God. Just three. three. Three blessings that come from hearing God. The first blessing is this. That you find life and favor. As you hear God, life and favor comes to you. Life and favor. That comes from the Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 8, verse 34 and 35. Proverbs chapter number 8, verse 34 and 35. It says this. Blessed is a man who listens to me. Watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway, for whoever finds me finds life and favor and receives favor from the Lord. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. There's a certain kind of favor that you can receive from the Lord. There's a certain kind of life. And this life is not just the ordinary life. It is super life. It is called abundant life. As you listen to him, you come into abundant life. You see, Christ did not just come to give you normal life. He came to give you a supernatural kind of life. A life that is going beyond the normal, beyond the ordinary, beyond what we can see. I am beginning to get, in, to, to get excited. I wish, I, I hope I don't drop inside this water. There is a super life that God is giving to us. And it is found in what? In hearing his word. In hearing, as you hear him. Super life can come in. Abundant life. Abundant life. The life of God. The life of God. 
Let me tell, let me show you. As I looked at this thing, I saw something. Blessed is the man who keep the verse up there. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching under underline daily, daily at my doors, daily at my doors. There, there is a word for us that comes daily. There is a daily word for you and for me. I know because Matthew chapter 6 verse 11 tells us, Jesus said, this is how you ought to pray. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It is not give us tomorrow our daily bread. It is not give us the next week. It is today. There is a word for, ever, for every one of us today. The bread is, your, is the word. The Bible says that there is a word for you every day. As you wake up in the morning, there is a word for you. And the Bible says, blessed are they who do what? Who wait. Waiting. Watching at my doors. Waiting at my doorway. Meaning that you have to be a person who waits. Who waits. Who has some time of waiting. You know, many times in our lives, we are very quick. We, you just kick the blanket like this and you're into the shower and you're into the shower and my friend, you're onto the breakfast table, you're on the breakfast, you're into the car, you're into the office, you're working and you're busy, 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 busy. No. This is what the Bible says. You need to wait for your word. Wait for your daily word. There's a word for you daily. The children of Israel, every single day when they were in the wilderness... 40 years, every day, there was manna outside as they opened, the, they, they opened their tents like this. Manna was there. There was manna daily. God supplied it. They don't know how it came, but it was there. It was a supply. You and I are supplied in the same manner. There's a word for you each and every day. And this is, the, this is the word that when you take it, when you listen and you hear it and you run with it, it will bring you life and it will bring you favor. Favor with God and with man. You know, you're wondering, how come me, I'm, I'm, I'm never lucky. There are other people who are lucky. Hey, there's no luck in the kingdom of God. There is something called favor. And how do you get that favor? It is by hearing and hearing again and hearing and hearing daily at the word of the Lord. Wait, watch, wait, and hear the word. What is God saying to me today? Get a word for the day. And as you get that word, life and favor begin to come to you. Hey, there is something about, about what God wants to do. He says, blessed is that man who listens to me. Blessed is that one. As you listen to him, you are blessed. As you just, you, you know, you don't have to do so many things. Just listen. Just listen. 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 Too many times we are rushing to do. No, just listen. 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 As you listen. And listen again. Life and favor. They come to you. The second thing is this, healing. The blessing of, of, of hearing God is that healing becomes our portion. In Luke chapter 5 and verse number 15, it says this, But the news about him was spreading even further, and large crowds were gathering to hear him. Large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. I want to tell you that the, just the mere hearing of the word of God heals people. As the word of God comes forth, healings begin to manifest themselves. In this particular church, even as I was sharing here, there's a certain lady who was here, and she used to put on spectacles. 
as we were preaching and, 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 and teaching and, and, and showing forth that word of God, that glorious word of God as it came forth, she came out of there with a testimony and says that, listen, I don't need spectacles anymore. Healing has happened to me. As she was sitting here in the congregation. You know, sometimes we think about, oh, the Benin crusade. Oh, the, we need to, uh, Pastor Chris, uh, or whichever big evangelist, uh, Reinhard Bonke. No, as the word of the Lord begins to be expounded, healing virtue begins to flow. How does it flow? It flows without you even doing anything necessarily, but just hearing the word. Why? Because the word of the Lord, I have understood, is alive and active. Hebrews uh, chapter number uh, 4 verse number 11 says the word of the Lord is active. It is sharper than a double-edged sword and it goes to pierce many things. It does things. As it goes out of you, there is something that the word of God begins to do. When my father uh, was, had began to suffer from uh, uh, cancer, we went and looked everywhere for uh, what could actually help him. And because it was, it was cancer of the colon, it was one of the biggest uh, operations. If there is a big operation, it is the operation that involves your colon, because the colon is, is massive. And they don't know where to look, so they cut and look everywhere to try, to try to find one. And so he said, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to be cut up in that manner. But as we were looking, I came across this technology that is called a cyber knife. And a cyber knife is one of those kind of technologies, a radiation, that they just put you into that machine. And as they begin to examine your body, through that radiation, they're able to spot where the malignant tumor is, or whatever it is, benign, whatever, it, whatever kind of tumor is, they can see it, and they can target it without incising the skin. It is by radiation. It goes right down. And they say that it is the kind of thing that is done now for brain uh, tumors, that you don't have to open the skull. You just target it from, with that cyber knife. And they have technology that is able to do that without cutting you that they can target it and kill it and radiate that thing until the tumor dies from outside. This is like the word of God. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. It is able to pierce and to penetrate be beyond even the soul and the spirit. It is able to divide between bone and marrow. There is no technology that I know of man that can divide between bone and marrow. None. But the word of God, as it comes out, and it is coming out, if it's a healing scripture, if it is a healing word that is coming, it goes and it begins to search. Where is that tumor? Where is that illness? As you're sitting there, the word is doing its work. The Bible says the word is living and active. It is powerful. It is able to heal, even as people are sitting. It requires then you need to be hearing the word of the Lord. And if you are hearing the word of the Lord, if you are needing a healing in any manner, you don't know, doctors have told you it is impossible, things are, are, are running out, this is what you need to do. You need to be hearing and continue to hear. You see, it's not enough to just hear it once. Oh, by his stripes, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. I have had that and I claim it and then I am gone. No, you need to be hearing and hearing and hearing and continue in it. 
Because the word is alive. It is alive, brethren. It is alive. No wonder God the Father says, hear him. Hear him. Hear him. It is able to cause illnesses to go. I want to tell you that some of us are blessed because we come here every Sunday. Even you come here on a Sunday, some diseases that you never knew were in your body are going without you ever knowing that they were there. Because the word is active and it is working. But what about those ones who are needing a touch from the Lord? This is the, this is the way. Hear him and hear him alone. Because the word is alive. It is powerful. It is able. There is no disease that it cannot touch. Nothing. Everything is possible to be healed. Therefore, hear and keep hearing. Keep hearing. I know of one who happened to be have sickle cell anemia. And they kept on hearing, they kept on hearing, kept on hearing. The same, same scriptures. And you know, sometimes it may seem like it is boring. It may look like it is boring for you to do. Ah, what is it that I'm hearing, I'm hearing? My friend, she has testified that she is now no longer ever running to hospital. She is okay and she operates in so much as she was diagnosed as such. This is it. Ours is to hear and to hear and to hear again. Touch your neighbor and say, continue hearing. That is where your healing is. The third thing as, as we come to a close is this. That as we hear God, he begins to give us forward divine orchestrated movement. Forward divine orchestrated movement. It is God who does it. Forward, divine, orchestrated movement. Have you been tired of standing in one place, marching in one place, year in, year out? You are just there. You're wondering, Lord, when? Lord, when? Hear the Lord, because he does what? He gives you forward, divine, orchestrated movement. Listen to what Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23 and 24 says. But this is what I commanded them. Obey me, listen to me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Let's stop there. Obey me, listen to me. I will be your God. Meaning as you listen to me, I will be God to you. I will become to you God as you hear me. As you hear me, I will become God for you, and you will be my people. We have talked about a certain people for whom God is not ashamed to be called their God. Do you remember that? Who are these people who God is not ashamed to be called their God? It is people who hear God and they operate according to what they have heard. God has said, I will be your God. The three Hebrew boys, they had heard, they knew, and they had heard that God did not want us or his people to bow before any or to worship any false God. So King Nebuchadnezzar rises and says, I have built this wonderful thing, this golden statue, and you must bow to it. And they said, hey, O king, we will not be careful, even in how we address you on this matter. Because our God says, we will not bow, and we therefore will not bow. We will not bow. God was proud to be called their God. And he showed up for them in the fire. They were thrown in the fire, the flames 
were just massaging them. They came out of there not smelling of smoke, not having been singed or burnt, nothing at all. Why? Because they obeyed their God. You see, there are things in the scripture that you can obey right now. You may think that somebody is coming and they are telling you, I'm going to suck you, you're going to finish, you're going to die. Ah! Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. My father used to work in the in the, in, in, in the construction uh, industry, in the government, actually in a parastato. When he was in that parastato, uh, he was, uh, he of course grew in that parastato to the place where he was now a decision maker. And his signature became vitally important for business to go on. And there were some people there who had said, hey, they had been corrupted in their ways. And they said, by the way, this fellow is disrupting our eating. He had refused to sign things that he knew were falsely done. He refused to sign them. And one of his bosses came to him and told him, by the way, if you don't sign this thing, I'm going to suck you. Now in the parastatal world, you're not sucked very easily. You are transferred and you're taken to uh, Lokichogyo or some very far outpost somewhere. And he came and I remember him calling the prayer warriors that uh, were his friends. And uh, that day I came, I, I don't know where I was coming from, but I think I was uh, somewhere coming from school or something. And I came and I found people rolling on the, on the they were rolling as they are praying. I'd never seen that in my life. People are praying and they are rolling on the carpet, they are rolling, rolling, rolling. I said, hey, this one is some very fundamental belief. Hey, these ones are. Eh? I, I looked and I said, hey, this, is, this is interesting. Eh? And we continued with life. You know how children, sometimes you record something and you continue. It's not very... But you know as they prayed, and they, they, they said, this man cannot suck you. In fact, they were sucking him instead. As they were praying, they were sucking. Do you know that the, that the next week when dad went to work, this man had been called by the permanent secretary and he was being called very urgently to be transferred elsewhere. And he went and told my father, How, what, what did you tell him? What, did, what kind of power do you have that you can transform me, your boss? It is, you know, he told him, me, I, I believe in Jesus. I just believe in Jesus. I didn't transfer you. I mean, I believe in Jesus. I tell you, he was transferred and he went. My dad came back to tell me later on that uh, that man actually got born again. He got born again. He realized, hey, there is a power that people have that carry, people carry, that nobody can hinder their forward movement. This is what the Bible says. You must walk in all your ways, I have commanded you, so that it may go well with you. Yet, they did not listen or pay attention, but they followed the stubborn inclination of their own evil hearts. They went backward and not forward. God wants to move you forward. As you listen to him, he will move you forward. There is no weapon that has been fashioned against you that can overcome or overwhelm you. There is no weapon that can succeed against you if you are hearing the word of God. 
if you have heard what God has said, you have had your daily time, you are know, you know and you know that this is what God has said. As you move, you will move forward because God will orchestrate divine things to cause you to be saved. This is the power of hearing the word. As you hear it, you are going to see things happen in your life. Keep hearing. Keep listening. Continue here. Continue. This is the secret. If there ever was a secret, this is the secret that you need to just keep hearing. Keep hearing. The words I hear you say. Father, we thank you. You thank you that you are speaking now for all of time. All of time. The words I hear you say. You've been speaking now. Speak.